0: Hey guys, this is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole, and you are listening to the ROH Cast on ROHWorld.com.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 24 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHWorld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And our staff writer John is also with us. How's it going? Uh, This week we've got a slightly different show for you. We're going to do a quick sort of overview of the recent TV show, and then we're going to preview the 10th anniversary iPay-per-view, which takes place this Sunday, March 4th. Um, The reason we're doing a shorter show this week is because we had the about an hour and 15-minute long interview with Adam Cole on Monday, so if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go back and listen to... uh, Episode 23, is was a really great interview, He's such a nice guy, so uh, thank you once again to Adam for joining us, and uh, we hope you all enjoyed that interview. But um, now we're going to talk about the latest TV show, which originally aired on February 25th. The show began with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on the Young Books in the uh, this week's opener. I thought this match was actually really good, like surprisingly good, because we've often said that... You know, Coleman and Alexander were sort of lacking that one sort of impressive performance, and I think they recently had one
0: against Future Shock, was it? It was uh, it was O'Reilly and uh, and Richards.
1: That's yeah, sort sort of the same thing, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that was I really enjoyed that, and then obviously this as well. So that's two sort of really decent performances in a row, which is great for that team. So, what did you two um, think of the tag match?
0: I thought it was really good. It seems that, like you said, Coleman and Alexander are really starting to hit their stride in Ring of Honor, and I'm glad to see it because I've about I think it was the uh, first weekend of 2011 they had sh- they had like the singles matches, and uh, the uh, like only Strong Survive and that that weekend, and I was really impressed by them and I was excited when I saw them you know get signed to contracts as a team. Mm. So I'm happy they're you know finally getting to show you what they can do and you know putting on impressive matches and. You know the young bucks are always great to watch, always so much fun, and it was just like a really fun match from bell to bell.
1: Mm. So Stephen, what did you think of the opener?
2: Oh, I think I just have to agree with uh, with John. Really, it was a uh, it was a good match, and it's, as John said, it's nice to see Coleman and Alexander sort of playing on another good match. Because you know I'm, I'm sort of warming towards them. I wasn't really sure about them when they first got signed, but you know they, they seem to be having uh, you know better matches when they're given a bit more time and against. Uh, you know, teams that probably suit them a bit more. I think against uh, wrestling's greatest tag team, they struggled a bit. But I think both of them are, you know, quite fast-paced wrestlers, and you know they, they uh, matched up well against the Young Bucks. And uh, you know, as you said, I think they did well against Team Am- Team Ambition as well. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name it. for a second. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they're sort of uh, hitting their stride a bit now, and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, you know some more good matches from them. And uh, you know, as John said as well, the, the Young Bucks are always entertaining. So um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and uh, it was a good opener.
1: Up next we had uh, an Embassy promo with uh, Vader Scott backstage, just talking about the TV title match at 10th anniversary, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, we then had Kevin Kelly in the ring with a promo um, with the Briscoes. The Briscoes basically wanted their um, $5,000 from Truth Martini, and they also said they're going to make the books their personal bitches uh, this, <laughs> this Sunday in New York. And they said that the match at Showdown in the Sun isn't about the titles, but it's about someone leaving... On a body bag, that, that is a quote uh, from Jay Briscoe. <laughs> uh, we then had this week's <laughs> Inside ROH. Um, they showed a recap of Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs from last week, and then they had words from both men, and they announced that the match will be no disqualification, which, you know, we were, I think, was it last week? We said that it should be no DQ, so they obviously listened. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, what do you think of this match being no DQ? Or should we just say that in the preview?
0: I'm gonna say that in the preview.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we then had a quick promo by the All Not Express, where it was announced they will take on Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team at Tenth uh, Anniversary. Their reasoning for this was that they want to prove to everyone and uh, ROH that they're ready and to you know go for the tag titles because I think they've still got a title shot, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. They they won the oh, they they win yeah They
2: won in the proving ground. proving ground. Yeah. yeah. just before final battle. And yeah, they still proceeded to enter that, the Contenders Cup at final battles, try and win another title shot. And then get <laughs>
1: injured as well in the pro- yeah, storyline, injured in the process. That makes
2: sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, and next week was also announced that Eddie Edwards will take on Roderick Strong to determine who faces Davy Richards for the world title at night one of Showdown in the Sun. So uh, looking forward to that next week. After another commercial break, we then had another interview, quite a few in a row here. Uh, Vader Scott was backstage with Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole. They were just talking about the upcoming world title match between Davey Richards and Jay Lethal, asking if Davey is focused or if he's thinking about the problems with uh, O'Reilly and Edwards, which I'm pretty sure he said he doesn't care about anyway, so... uh... (laughs) it <laughs> <laughs> probably is focused. Uh, we then got to this week's main event, which is for the ROH World title. The champion, Davey Richards, defends against the TV champion, Jay Lethal. Um, I thought this match was really good. Um, you know, I, I've been a bit sort of disappointed with some of Davey's more recent matches, but I think working against someone like Jay Lethal proved, you know, very beneficial here because it turned out pretty well. So the only thing I didn't like was the ending, but before we talk about that, John, what did you think of you know the main bulk bulk of the match?
0: It was a different match than I had expected. It was slower than I than I thought it would be. It was more like ground based than I thought it would be. But uh I thought it was a lot better than I than I was anticipating because like you I've been down on Davies work lately. Like it all just, you know, punch or not no no punches, what am I thinking? Like <laughs> kick, 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 you know. You know, they both go down, stand up, they exchange like forearms and kicks, and you know, just repeat that like a thousand times, then just ankle lock, and then kick to the head, it's over. Like, that's all of his matches, but this one was different. It, mm. I I think when working with somebody other than like Roderick Strong or Eddie Edwards, like, I think when he works against people with a different style than him, it comes off a whole lot better than when he's going against other similar styles, because it kind of makes him tone down the whole MMA thing just a little bit more than he than what he usually does. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was. You know, a really good match. I was, I was liking it. And, you know, throughout the whole time, like, they had Ciampa come down, and they had House of Truth come down, and Eddie Edwards come down, and I think Adam That's Cole came down. Yeah. That seemed weird to me. And then they all started brawling for really, you know, all of them besides Ciampa, he, who just, you know, kind of sat there. They all started brawling, which I thought was weird. For, like, for, like no reason, really, too. They just started fighting... Um, yeah, I
1: mean, it made sense. Champa coming out because if Lethal won, that means he'd be challenging for the world title at the pay per view.
0: But yeah, then yeah. then
1: O'Reilly come out to sort of protect Davy from Champa, and then the House of
2: Truth just sort of showed up. Why do the House of Truth just keep doing this? They did it a final battle as well, and it's just. I mean, I know Algin has the title shot, but he's not. He's There's
1: not, not looking. That, I know.
2: Yeah, they've not really built up to you know him being on the verge of a title match or anything. So yeah, and obviously with Roddy, I suppose they're sort of half going with the, you know Roddy trying to embarrass Dave and get a title shot, but they're not really pushing that. And it just seems that they're just, Too
1: they just don't be... really know
2: what to do with House Truth. They're just making them interfere in matches that they don't doesn't really affect them, does it? So mm. I'm not really sure what you know why they're getting involved and what you know. Yeah. Match and, and this one as well. It is a
1: bit disappointing because, as we said, you know the match was good, um, but I think you know just too many people coming out, and then from what I remember, Truth Martini got on the apron, someone pulled him down, and then everyone started just brawling on the outside. Um, the match was still it, going it seemed,
0: good. It seemed that whole kind of seemed like Vince Russo TNA stuff to me. <laughs> it's, what it, it's what it felt like,
1: um, and then you know, while they were all on the outside, the match was still going on in the ring. Um, lethal then went for the lethal injection, but at first I thought he botched it, but he actually sort of bounced off Adam Cole, who had been thrown on the apron by Elgin and sort of, you know, stumbled back into the ring. Davy then kicked him in the head and then won the match. You know, I thought that was just a really sloppy and disappointing ending that... It's not really... Davy should have had more of a dominating win with an actual wrestling move that we've been saying he needs to do that for a while now. But, John, what did you think of the, you know, the ending with the sort of kick and the sort of lethal injection?
0: I thought it was terrible. Like, it would have been okay if, you know, he tried for lethal injection, Davy like, blocked it then, got, like, his kicks in or whatever. But I don't understand what made that one kick so much more powerful than all the other kicks he got to put away lethal. Mm. But, like, uh, he... he needs a finishing move. What happened to his uh, DR driver he used to use? Like he used to actually have a finishing move other than just repeated kicks to the face. I don't think
2: <laughs> they're trying to portray like Dave as like just like a ruthless sort of fighter. In my opinion it'd just be better if they just had him making people tap to the ankle up or something. Yeah. Refusing to give it up until they're tapped out. And as just as John said, I don't I I don't really like when they do this in wrestling where they have you know, finisher move where it's just like something that's done over and over again in in other matches and doesn't have the same effect. Like, I mean, I don't watch the really video much, but wasn't Big Show using like a, just like a punch as his finisher move for a while? Yeah, which I don't understand he still why. Uses why
0: he yeah, he still uses. it. I don't know why he doesn't come to the ring and just try that the first chance. But <laughs> then, like the first five seconds.
2: Exactly, and I mean A isn't a clenched fist illegal in wrestling, so he should be disqualified every time he hits it. And, <laughs> and, and, and B, and B, it's just it's just a punch. I mean, you know, surely in every other match, people be getting knocked out then if if that was a legitimate sort of KO move. And the same with David, really. I mean, as John said, why is that kick any different to the to the other ones he hits? It's just, I, as I said, I'd just prefer him just to be making people tap the ankle like or. It's you know, the DR driver used to use, I haven't, I haven't seen him use it in ages, I mean, I don't know, it's just, I don't I don't really get this whole kick-to-the-head thing, it just, it yeah, it bugs me a little bit, and it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't really get it.
1: Another um, sort of slightly disappointing thing is that this was basically the go-home show for the 10th anniversary pay-per-view, wasn't it? Because um, the pay-per-view takes place on Sunday, so only a few markets are going to see next week's TV show, you know, on the Saturday before the pay-per-view. And would it not have made more sense for the last, you know, image and uh, the ending sort of scene to be, you know, the four guys in the main event, the two tag teams sort of facing down each other or some sort of confrontation between the two, but instead we just got sort of Champa staring down Davy.
0: Yeah, like, unless that's leading to bigger things in the future, but... Mm, we'll have to wait and
1: see there, obviously, but I just thought, you know, it is the last one before the pay-per-view. Yeah,
0: like they should have, at the very least, had, like, Lethal and Ciampa staring down, if not all four men, the main event at the uh, pay-per-view. Or they could have just done, like, a, a three-on-three match with Lethal teaming up with, like, team Ambition to take on Ciampa and, you know, Cole and, uh, Cole and, uh, Edwards. You know, something, they, like, get everybody involved, because they really only built up the tag match, uh, and... You know, mm. and they built up the Steam match a little and the TV title match a little, but other than that,
1: the TV if... title build is. Oh, I suppose we'll talk about that later on. Actually, I was going to talk about the build for that, but uh, we'll save that for the preview.
0: But if but if you wasn't didn't follow like Ring of Honor online, those would be the only three matches you'd know existed on this show, and mm-hmm. they really need to do a better job of like building up the entire card instead of just the you know a couple of main matches. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think they're they're announcing. Especially guys with the bringing in, like you know, amazing Red and Homicide. I don't understand why they aren't announcing these guys like a month before the show. Cause, I mean, as much... or on
1: television at all. They've not been mentioned uh, once on TV.
2: Yeah, I mean, as much as I was a bit disappointed with Homicide's run in you know last year in ROH. He's still you know he's still a big draw, especially for the New York crowd because New York love him and you know he's such a you know important guy in Ring of Honor's history that they've just about a week before the show they've announced that he's going to wrestle and. It's just like a throwaway thing, and even I mean, it's quite a big deal that he's coming back. And as John said, if you if you didn't follow RH online, then you wouldn't you know you wouldn't even know these two matches existed. And I suppose they're hoping that both of them guys bring in some extra sort of buys and views. So I think people on the forum have been saying that they're you know that they just seem to be I don't know if it's just that because they they can't be you know negotiate with these guys early enough or you know they're not accepting their you know offers or whatever. But then they, they they need to be you know start making more effort to get people excited for cards you know in, in advance rather than waiting for you know a week before where you know people might not be sort of um, you know they might not have the money to buy the event or you know might just think you know why bother rather than get them excited for it in in, in advance and hopefully get them to buy you know buy the preview uh, earlier.
1: Mm. So that uh, wraps up the February twenty fifth TV show. Unless you've got anything else to sort of add.
0: No, yeah, it was they, a pretty, pretty uh, decent show
1: overall. Yeah, it was. You know, the match, the both matches were pretty decent. It was just, you know, that that ending just left sort of a bad taste, in, taste in your mouth really, and it's, which is a bit disappointing. But hopefully, you know, next week's main event between uh, Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong won't disappoint. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we're now going to preview the this weekend's iPay per view, which takes place on Sunday, March fourth, I believe. Uh, 10th anniversary show, you can buy it for only $10 on gofightlive.tv <laughs> <t>, Uh Or <laughs> you can head to rohworld.com slash 10th anniversary where we've got a special microsite and you can preview all the matches on there and there's also links to go and buy it on GoFightLive The first match on the card is Mike Bennett with uh, Brutal Bob and Maria in his corner versus uh, the Notorious 187 Homicide Um this has got a, I don't know how to phrase it. Bad reaction online. <laughs> I suppose is the only uh, way to, to put it. Yeah. Um, what you know? What do you two think of this? What is your? I mean, obviously we haven't seen any of these matches, but what is your initial? I've, reaction? Seen, them the I've seen them
0: all. <laughs> this is the match
2: of the night. This is the match of the year, actually. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I can I can see why they've done it. I mean. Bennett didn't have a match, and it sort of fits in with, you know, he seems to be, you know, he's gonna be resting uh the showdown in the sun. And mm. It makes sense to put sort of a guy with quite a lot of history in IRH against him, and he'll probably he'll probably sort of uh, you know make a joke of him and stuff like that. And as I said uh, a bit earlier, that New York crowd him to love side. so um, I think it, it makes sense. I'm not sure we're going to get a fantastic match out of it. I mean, I think a lot of people uh, sort of have sort of resigned uh, to the fact that it's not going to be. A classic but um, I, I mean I, I'm sort of excited to see Homicide again I mean I know not many people were that thrilled with his run last year and you know it wasn't great but hopefully if you know if he does put on a good show in against Benny and gets a good a good match out of him then you know I, I still think he's a, a guy that could easily come back onto the roster full time and go straight towards the top of the card because uh, mm, which is
1: definitely needed right now so
2: oh yeah I mean I don't know there was just something missing from him last year I mean he, he didn't I don't know. He just didn't look that like into it. He, like not from compared to the earlier in R.H. where he's you know he was just putting on fantastic matches and obviously had the uh, the total run as well. He just, I mean, I don't know if he's he's got a bit older and he's maybe got you know some health issues. He just he just seemed you know a power comparison really of his of his former self. So hopefully you know he's come back and he's you know he's better since uh, sort of that run. Hopefully he sort of recuperated a bit and. Um, yeah, I mean, I say I'm, I'm excited to see how, how he gets on, and um, I think people have just got to sort of take this match for what it is. That it's, you know, it's not going to be a classic. It's, uh, you know, it's all about just basically putting Bennett over. I think so. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, like, when it's taken like that, I think it's you know it, it makes sense, but it's not one I'm really particularly looking forward to.
0: Yeah, can't really disagree with anything you said. It's just mainly a match to probably most likely help get Bennett, Bennett over and put him over. And mm. what better way than, you know, one of the, I guess, the biggest names in Ring of Honor history, you know, a former Ring of Honor champion. And just, you know, having that on Bennett's resume is only going to, you know, make him more of a cocky heel, mm. heel and, you know, just further build him up as, you know, just like the anti-ROH type wrestler. Yeah. And, it, like, people seem to always be down on Bennett, but I, I'm not saying he's Great or anything, but I just don't see, understand all the hate he gets. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. He's a good enough wrestler. He's not, you know, he, he's not a Brian Danielson. He's not a Nigel Guinness. I get that, but for what he, for what he does, he's really good at it, and I find him pretty entertaining. And I and I'm looking forward to this. Like like when everybody saw heard this match, everybody was like automatically complaining. Oh, why would you put homicide against him? Oh well, he could use a win against Homicide. A win against Homicide will do wonders for him. Mm. Like, like, I wonder... Like, <clears throat> like I, I, I just don't understand, like, all the negativity going towards Mike Bennett.
2: To be fair, if they'd have put Homicide against someone else, they'd have been moaning that, why is Homicide coming back? He had an awful run last year, so... <laughs> you know, they, could, they could have done anything, and I think they'd have received negative reaction for for this match. I mean, does anyone know if... I mean, I know Homicide was involved in... Was it the Urban Wrestling Federation the new sort of like that the weird so the, the weird promotion that opened up and it was like like gangsters and rappers sort of thing? I mean, yeah, really. I have no yeah. idea what you're
1: talking about. Yeah,
2: I, I've heard I've, like that's why he heard. sort of left ROH that he signed a contract with. I think they're called the Urban Wrestling Federation. They do pay per views like now and again like, online. Hmm. And you know, I'm not
0: seems like they do, like, four pay-per-views a year or something like that. Yeah,
2: they have... I, I mean, I don't know... Like, barely anything about it. I'm, I'm I, pretty uh, yeah, sure I, I read... I, I read spoilers I've, from one of the shows that... They have, like, like rapper gimmicks, and... It's, like, very, like, underground, like, sort of thing. I mean, I don't really get it, but I know Humsail was involved in that. I think that's why, initially, he left, sort of, of ran after his... You know, during his run last year. So, uh... I think a lot of people were sort of critical of that as well, because, I mean... Uh, it, it didn't, doesn't sound very good this up uh, and federation and <laughs> the, fact that he's, the fact that he signed with them when he was in you know saying ROH I think a few people were sort of critical of that but hopefully um, yeah I don't know if he's I don't know if he's left them actually but uh, yeah so as I said I mean I think they, the thing to come out of this match is uh, Benny will get a bit more you know heel heat and uh, hopefully we'll see a, you know a good day out in so that maybe if uh, you know it works out well it could lead to him getting a few more matches in the ROH as I said he's you know, he's he's a guy that's got such um, history in the uh, in the promotion that he could easily just walk straight back in and uh, you know have good matches with a lot of guys on the card if he's uh, you know near his near his best, uh, which was uh, you know very good.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good uh, good summary there. Uh, do you both think you know Bennett's going to get the win? Oh
2: uh, yeah,
0: uh, unless they're building up Homicide for something mm. big throughout the year. Yeah, unless Homicide's
1: sticking around, I can't see him, you know, defeating Bennett, because Bennett's had quite a few losses recently, you know, against Lethal for the TV title, so it would make sense for him to get the win.
2: Yeah, I think Bennett's going to win it. I mean, I think even if Homicide was coming back sort of on a semi-full-time thing, I think, you know, he said he's so over the crowd that he could afford to lose a couple of matches and not really uh, sort of lose any uh, momentum or anything. So, uh, yeah, I, I just can't see Bennett losing this match, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match on the card is the Orna Express. Uh, this is their first match since Final Battle as a team due to uh, Rhett's injury against uh, wrestling's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, this was just announced this past week on the TV show. Um, you know, what, what do you two expect from this?
0: It all really depends on the health of uh, Titus's what is it, knee he injured.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: you know... Th- Right, Re- or I mean, Express uh, are really, you know, starting to come together. You know, the, one of the top tag teams in the company up until he, he got injured, and I uh, hope hopefully they can return to form here. You know, it seems that Resident Evil's tag team has have kind of stepped their game up a little bit since Final Battle, since you know their heel turn or embracing you know the uh, hatred from the crowd and everything. Hmm. And you know, I think this should be a good match. Uh, uh, ho- hopefully, uh, Kenny King and and Sean uh, Benjamin get a you know nice little time together because that's you know a dream match of a lot of fans. It would be Kenny King versus Sean Benjamin, and just getting a little preview of it here would be great. And I'm not sure who would win be- because it you know be great to you know have All Night Express come back you know and establish themselves immediately as you know one of the top teams by beating Wrestling Guys Tag Team. But it would kind of hurt Wrestling Guys Tag Team to lose to the All Night Express, especially
1: with their title shot at Showdown in the Sun. And all the all the focus they're getting on the TV show as well. Like, I really can't see them losing here.
2: Yeah, I think I'm with you there. I was, when I first heard the match announced, I was a bit. I don't know. I mean, I really like the All Night Express, and it just seems every single time they're just getting, you know, they're getting momentum. And they look so close to getting the titles. They just
1: so they either lose a match or the injury. Yeah, yeah so something just lost, seems
2: them. something just seems to happen or uh, as you say like you know they, they were sort of coming, even though the was won the bouts at final battle I, you know I, I was i really thought what express would be the ones to next take the bouts and obviously with titus's injury they every time they seem to just get near the top they they lose a couple of matches or something happens and um you know i just I, that can only happen if, you know so many times before the crowd just sort of uh, you know start to give up on them a little bit and uh, you know hopefully they don't do that cuz you know, they've really improved over the last 12, 18 months. And, um, you know, when I first saw this match announced, I just, you know, I, I just can't see them winning this one, unfortunately. And I, I think it will do more harm than good for them for, you know, coming back and losing this one. The, the only sort of thing I can think that they might do is, I know uh, on one of the recent, was it not the Cincinnati show, The maybe the homecoming show or the Norfolk one, where Haas and Benjamin faced um, a local team and they're basically just... Uh, what, threw the rules out the window and started to affect teams got yeah. like DQ. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they'll get dq for, you know, maybe bringing a chair into play or something or mm. attacking... We, we could see
1: the... something with the Young Bucks because, you know, all signs are pointing to the Young Bucks versus the will Not Express at showdown in the sun after the um, the storyline, you know, the, the reasoning for the injury on TV. So perhaps the Young Bucks could interfere or something or... There's going to have to be something just to reignite that feud, you know, going into Showdown in the Sun.
2: Yeah, I can't see them just having and Benjamin go over on Express. There's definitely going to be something either, as I said, some sort of DQ finish or, you know, as you said, maybe the books getting involved. I mean, I don't think a straight up win really helps either team, to be honest. So I think they really need to sort of throw something in there to to sort of benefit one of them or if not both.
1: Hmm. The next match on the card is a tag team match between Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin of the House of Truth taking on the returning Amazing Red and TJ Perkins. Now this, you know, sounds fantastic. And uh, So what do you two think of this match?
0: It's a, kind of a random match, but like a thrown together random match. Um, Amazing Red, he looked good. He had, he had a Chikara run last year and he looked good in all those matches. It never looked great, but he looked, you know, solid, you know, solid enough to bring, you know, bring back the Ring of Honor, you know, for at least a semi permanent basis. But uh, I'm just wondering what they're doing with TJP. He, he has all the talent to do more than just random matches like this. Mm. And I'm just wondering what they're doing. And But this this should further help build up the uh, House of Truth as a tag team, which I think is good. Because, you know, Roderick Strong has been kind of lost in the shelf after not really being able to break through to the main event again. And, you know, not Michael, and, you know, being associated with Roderick Strong is going to, you know, really help Michael Elgin out, you know, his status in the company. But, you know, this just seems like a weird match. And this. I'm sure it will be
1: good, though, because, you know, you look how good TJP and Elgin was at Final Battle. That was, you know, the second best match on the entire card. So, yeah, know,
0: TJP is like a dream match. Yeah, you
1: thrown Roderick Strong and Amazing Red into that. And, you know, it should be, it could be, you know, as we said, when we were previewing final battle with TJP against Elgin, it, it could be the sort of sleeper hit where, you know, yeah. you're expecting it, you know, to be pretty decent, but it could turn out to be, you know, really fantastic and, and be, you know, the match everyone's talking about the next day.
0: But I'd like to see, you know, if, you know, if red looks good, I'd like to see him get brought back, you know,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Cause he's another guy that, you know, could, you know, step right in, be a TV champion or occasionally main event. Hmm. But it all depends, like, on showing, but, you know, like like I said, it's a thrown-together match, but it should be a, you know, a really good, really really entertaining match, and and in the end, that's really all that matters, if you think about it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, The next match on the card is a no-disqualification match between Kevin Steen and uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, John, what what do you expect from this?
0: I expect nothing less of greatness, to be honest with you. (laughs) Like, this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to, as it, as we always seem to say when it comes to Ring of Honor things these days,
1: that
0: mm. what we look, most looking forward to is whatever Kevin Steen's involved in, and yeah, very true. You know, Ke- Kevin Steen is great in these type of matches, and Jimmy Jacobs has proven you know time and time again he's great in these kind of matches, and you know with the backstory and everything leading up to this, it should be a very good match. I mean, yeah, it's just. Should be a very good match. I'm glad that
1: they're giving you know Jimmy Jacobs a big match like this because I think we said a few times on the show he's such a talented guy both you know in the ring and on the mic but on the TV show he's just hardly been used at all and uh, it's, hopefully you know this will be the start of him getting more of a push in the company.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Hopefully, you know I I expect Steen to you know pick up the win here to further you know build him towards the eventual title match. But I hope you know Jimmy Jacobs comes out looking like. A star as well, and mm. hopefully they use this as opportunity to build, you know, to help build him up and you know feature him more because, like you said, he is one of the more talented people on the roster, both in the ring and probably one other than Dean. I probably can't think of anybody, maybe Corino, other uh, who's better on the mic than he is, and you know I think he could be such a great asset to the company that I think it's a shame they haven't utilized him properly for the past year. Or so. Mm.
1: See, I'll have to see what happens on the TV show after this, but, you know, this match should be fantastic because anything steen has been doing for a long time has just turned out to be fantastic. So, um, definitely looking forward to this, and uh, I'm sure it's most people's, you know, most uh, anticipated match.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one.
1: The next match on the card is for the TV title. Uh, The champion, Jay Lethal, defends against the undefeated Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, We've seen this, you know, quite built quite a lot, sort of, on the TV show, <laughs> mainly sort of in backstage promos and segments, but unfortunately nothing in the ring, really, between these two, apart from the brief stare down on this week's TV show. But, um, you know, apart from the sort of lacklustre build, so to speak, what, what do you two expect from this match?
2: I'm expecting quite a good things from this one, actually. I mean, as you say, that the, the build-up hasn't maybe been as good as it could have. I don't think they've sort of focused on Champer enough, personally. Um, you know, as you say... Lethal's come off, you know, the the last two uh, David. Obviously, he challenged uh, for the title just a, about a month ago, wasn't it? The was it that was the homecoming match, uh, homecoming right, event? Yeah, wasn't
1: yeah, it? that's right. Yeah.
2: So he's had two sort of title losses in quick succession. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hope. I, mean, I know a lot of people have been, you know, maybe not wowed by a yet. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's improving in the ring and. I think against someone like Lethal, that'll really bring out the best in him. Um,
1: it's similar to when he faced, I think he faced TJ Perkins I think on the TV show, I want to say.
2: And yeah, That was I think quite he did. a good match, so with mm. the
1: right opponent, he can definitely have, you know, a good match, so.
2: Yeah, I think so, and I, I, I think, um, I can see Champa winning this. Um, Do you, you think? Know, I, I think so, I mean, with the undefeated streak behind him, I, I just think Lethal sort of, I think he's just ha- he's had his run with the TV title now, I and mean, he's, he's done well with it, and he's sort of you know, he's, he's improved the title, I think. Um, made, you know, made it more... The value of it, yeah. Yeah, he's added value to the titles. And I think he's just come to the end of his run now. I, just, I don't see many more fresh opponents through him. I don't, you know... I don't think... Uh, I think he's probably a bit too good for the TV title, if I'm honest, as well. I think he should be going on to towards the top of the card. So, um, mm. I think he's done well with it. But, um, I mean, I think a lot of us were sort of surprised he didn't drop it to Bennett at final battle. So, um, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think Champ will definitely win it, though, and... I think that will eventually lead to some sort of storyline where uh, he and R.D. Evans split away from the embassy because I know that they're, they're sort of teasing that a lot and um, obviously yeah. with the whole embassy limited thing now and yeah, R.D. Evans is sort of quick to point out that it's for the investors rather than for Prince Nana and stuff. And... I mean,
1: even on this week's TV show, um, when they did the promo backstage, just as Nana was about to speak, you know, just Champa just cut him off and just Nana didn't speak again. So they're definitely building towards that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite... Ex- we say excited. I'm quite intrigued about where that would go because, um, I think I think Nana's probably better as a heel, but I think he'd be quite interested as a face. And I'm just in, you know, sort of interested as who who he'd bring in to sort of face champ. I mean,
1: mm, who, uh, yeah, who would he manage?
2: Mm, that that'd be interesting to see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting Champ to win this one, and I'm hoping this will be a lot better than people are expecting. Uh, which is, um, I think, people as I said maybe haven't been wired by Ciampa yet And I think if he does get this uh, really good uh, match under his belt, and it'll hopefully start a, a good title Mm.
1: The only other thing I could see happening is some sort of disqualification finish, but that would be very disappointing. To you know, to not have the streak end and not have the title change hands and just do a DQ would be the cheap way out, but, and I you know I really don't don't want to see that.
2: No, and I mean, I suppose if Champa doesn't win, I, you know, I, I don't I, I don't really like people who have like multiple total shots and if you don't, you know, if he hasn't got a title show, I think Roderick Strong's still got one, but I think similar to Lethal, I don't think Strong would really benefit from holding a TV title, for no, money. No. and that would sort of hold him back, so apart from him and champer and Bennett, I mean, who, who else is there really at that sort of level that would be a good TV champion, and to be honest, there isn't really anybody, so uh, I, I think everything points to Champ to a Champer victory, and yeah um, i i i i think i'd personally be quite surprised if lethal does retain
1: the funny thing is this is probably the exact same discussion we had you know leading into final battle yeah with bennett, i think it was actually and, yeah, and look how that turned out so um yeah i'd be very surprised if lethal does leave champion but you know've we've, we've been proven wrong many times before so uh mm. we'll have to see what happens
2: i, th- I th- i'm pretty sure the the bennett thing it just seemed like a, a last minute decision because everything was sort of building towards a Bennett victory and I mean, something, I don't if, yeah,
1: something did change, didn't it? Yeah,
2: I think I, I think late plans have sort of switched and they decided to keep Lethal with the, with the bout. And obviously they've, they've they're an impressive champion. And um, I, I think, as I said, I think the the, the fact that they're going to go off and him and Evans are going to sort of feud with Nana. I think having a title involved in that feud will make it even you know, more important and add a bit of prestige to it as well. So I think it, it just makes sense to give a uh, champ the bout. Yeah. But if uh, Nana does, you know, if they do break away from each other, does Nana bring somebody
0: from outside Ring of Honor? Or does he look for somebody, you know, within Ring of Honor, who's like kind of lower on the card that he can help, you know, association with them could help, you know, build up.
2: Mm, Hmm. It's a tough one. I mean, I'd probably verge more towards him bringing guys from outside. I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I, mean, I think people have said like Jimmy Rave and stuff and I, w- I wouldn't be totally against him bringing sort of maybe like former embassy guys into like for like, one-shot deal to try and sort of uh, not destroy Champ, but sort of end uh, the, can yeah,
1: the streak and take his time the That would work. Yeah,
2: that would but, cool. but then you think of the ex-embassy members and you think well, who would he bring in because I mean, from the latest embassy run I wouldn't personally be interested in seeing like, any of them. I mean, you've got like Sean Devari, <laughs> I'm not really sure what he's doing at the moment. You've got Necro butcher, Necro butcher, oh, Eric
0: Stevens,
2: yeah. I think Eric Stevens actually he retired from wrestling, isn't he? I think, oh, I, think really? I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's. That's why he left Ring of Honor, and uh, I think I think he's a bodybuilder now, um, or like oh. a personal trainer or something. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he sort of quit wrestling, or he he doesn't wrestle as often as or regularly as he did. He doesn't really take it as seriously anymore. So. I don't. I think Eric Stevens is probably the only guy from last year's embassy that I'd actually be interested in seeing back, to be honest. So, uh, and then you look at previous sort of incarnations of the embassy, and I mean, there's nobody really that'd be available. I mean, you got like, people like Abyss and Alex Shelley, and uh, Cla- obviously Claudio Castagnoli, but none of them will be really available. So,
1: mm, probably would have to be a new face, or something yeah, it'd be, company.
2: it'd be interesting to see who they do bring in. And uh, I think Nano always. You know, always bring something. So uh, even if maybe the guys he brings in aren't aren't maybe the the guys you'd expect or, or want, I think Nano will sort of um, you know put his own stamp on it and make it entertaining anyway. So uh, <laughs> That's true. yeah, it's, it's something I'm looking forward to anyway. Uh, the
1: next match on the card is for the ROH World Tag Team Title uh, titles as the Briscoes defend against the Young Bucks. Uh, the Young Bucks are receiving their title shot after winning the Tag Team Gauntlet match at um, Final Battle. And uh, what do you expect from this uh, match for the tag titles?
0: I think it should be a very good match. You know, the Briscoes, other than, you know, Kevin Cena, probably the most over and, you know, most, you know, talked about and fan favorite, you know, group of wrestlers on the roster. And, you know, the Young Bucks always deliver good matches every, you know, every mm-hmm. time they step in the ring. So I expect this to be a, a really, really good tag match. And, you know, something about the Briscoes saying that the belts won't matter and uh
1: that was showdown and, in the sun
0: and showdown sun. makes me think that the young bucks might upset upset them here no uh, I'm, I'm putting that in the pick i'm calling it now i haven't put my pickums <laughs> in yet but i'm gonna put pr- that in. yeah belt, but, but i'm um,
1: steven you sent me a text the other day and ring of honor it looked like they spoiled this match
2: yeah i'm not sure if oh, it was just a typo but in uh, the in the article that was announcing that the, um, the the winners of the Rise and Prove tournament were going to get the uh, total shot, sorry, not total shot, get a match at um, Showdown in the Sun, it, it said that that would face the the tag team champions, and he said that obviously the winners of the Briscoes and uh, the Young Bucks, and later on it said it will be uh, Hayes and Nichols against the Briscoes at Showdown in the Sun. So I'm not sure if that's just the typo or whether the person who was writing it maybe knew a bit too much and <laughs> well, then uh, i take
0: back what i just said then <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, you're that, lucky that. you haven't posted your
1: pickums already otherwise yeah it, you know, i wouldn't let you edit it but actually maybe,
0: you but... know what your uh, pickums uh uh pm to me was the first pm i ever received on there <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, if you're just in station you're on the forum send rh underscore john lots of pms Yeah, he, he
1: misses pms yeah uh, uh, that's, uh, just, that's uh, just a heads up it's a good point you mentioned that if you head to uh rhworld.com slash forum you can uh, share your predictions for all of the matches on the card and you can earn points and uh, there's a running leaderboard kept of all the users and eventually the top scorers are going to get some prize of some description we then got to the main event of this of the pay-per-view which is team ambition davy richard and kylo Riley, taking on eddie edwards and adam cole um, this has been sort of the main focal point of the TV show for, uh, you know, ever since Final Battle and almost stems back that far as well with the whole Dan Seven situation. So, you know, as soon as this sort of feud began between um, O'Reilly and Edwards, we were very negative on about it. Um, What are your thoughts on, you know, sort of the entire build, the, the couple of months worth of build they've put into this feud?
2: I think it's all been been quite poor if i'm honest <laughs> i don't i don't want to be totally negative about it i mean i'm sure that the match itself would be good i don't think anyone's got any um sort of qualms with the actual match because you know all four guys are, are good in the ring and i'm sure yeah you know, I, I just hope they don't go overkill within it, it ends up being like a final battle where we have a 40 you know 40 plus minute main event where people just get you know a bit burnt out um yeah hopefully think- this match isn't any longer than 20 25 minutes and even that might be pushing it if it goes
0: 25 minutes Mm. yeah
2: i mean i I hope I think recently they just i don't know if it's the guys themselves or you know the the delirious or corner or whatever they just seem to think that the longer the main event, the better. but I think in a lot of instances that's completely not not the way to go about it, especially a final battle where the, you know the show had been going so long anyway, and you had you know the the tag tip the um was it the tagunt match that went about half an hour and that went far longer than it should have. so um I suppose it depends how the rest of the event has gone, but um, as I said, I just hope you just, it's not sort of overkill. Um, the match itself should be good, but the whole storyline is just—I don't think anyone's bought it. I just—it's just, just that they've just tried to create a storyline for a match rather than just having something develop. And that they could have easily just, you know, had it. As I think we discussed it last week, where just have Eddie and Adam sort of saying, you know. Where the ones have been overlooked in our you know, respective teams. That
1: which... was um, what Adam Cole said in our interview with him earlier this week.
0: Yeah, wasn't wasn't into the interview y'all did. You know what he said. You know, I thought both the match up a whole lot better. Yeah, than...
1: after talking <laughs> with Adam, I was looking to this match a lot more than I was before because the way he explained sort of the rivalry made so much more sense and it was much more logical than what's been you know, presented on the TV show. So
2: yeah, and so unfortunately, the things that what's actually been shown to the People are watching TV shows completely different. Maybe Adam should uh, be given the book. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been quite critical of the uh, the storyline, and I mean, I don't think anyone's anyone's enjoyed it. As you said, going into final battle, the whole Davy and Eddie thing was, you know, with Dan Seven was ridiculous, and they've they've continued that unfortunately. So uh, hopefully, the match will be good and you know, hopefully it also sort of override the negativity going into it. And um, hopefully that they really push sort of Cole and O'Reilly. I know the whole event's like young war rising, so hopefully they really focus on them too. Mm. And, uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the night, we'll, you know, both of them will, you know, considered sort of stars. So uh, I, th- I think that's the whole point. If the, the the main event can sort of, um, if, if he can do that and put them two over a lot, then I suppose it's, it's done its job and we can sort of just forget the horrible... Storyline, yeah,
1: it is you know a bit disappointing that such a which will probably be such a fantastic you know match itself has just got such a sort of poor storyline behind it that's just disappointing and sort of just makes you not look forward to the match because otherwise you know on paper you'd be really excited for that match but it's just the storyline just sort of like a dampener on the whole thing.
2: Mm, I think they've just tried to overcomplicate things, I think they've done it in a couple of the matches as well, especially if I mentioned final battle, they're just you know, the tag team uh, title match was just completely overbooked. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they're saying less is more and, you know, just let things sort of just uh, develop naturally rather than trying to put a fake storyline on, you know, on a match that sort of give a match a meaning. I, I think just, you know, as, as we said, and, you know, as even as Adam Cole said, just have Adam and Eddie just sort of say, you know, we're not the uh, sort of... Marty genetis of our of our teams. We're going to show you that we're not. And I I suppose even that is a bit sort of phony, but it's it's not as bad as you know. I'm the better friend and all this crap that was going on. And then the week before the show, Eddie, um, Dave Richard says that it's all crap or whatever he said in that promo. So I think everyone's just a bit confused by it to be honest. And uh, Mm. which team do you
1: think is going to get the victory?
2: I think Team Ambition. They have to like.
1: Logically, was... because they've been teaming and training together for so long, and then Edwards and Cole have had two tag team matches together. If that, maybe even one.
2: Yeah, I think it was one, wasn't it? On the TV show, I think this would no. be second. No. Yeah. So,
1: um,
2: as you say, I think it'd make them look a bit, make <laughs> Richard and role look a bit ridiculous. If, especially with you know Richards is world champion as well, so you know Ed, to have them go over Edwards and Cole would be, I don't know, it, it would sorry have Edwards and Cole go over would be a bit of a of a strange decision. Um, I, I, similar to the 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 main the um tag team match between A and X and Great Tag Team, and I'm, I'm not really sure just a victory is going to benefit either team really. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of, I don't know, uh, some sort of interference maybe. I know we keep saying the Hash Troop getting yeah, getting involved. But I I wouldn't be surprised to see them come to ringside and try and get involved or something like that. Um, yeah, but to answer your question, I think Richards and O'Reilly will. Uh, win, and I think this match would have had would have had a bit more sort of going into it if if Future Shock had been around for a bit longer because mm. you know that I think we discussed with Adam like the first like, proper match they had was a um, Final Battle 2010, so you know, they've only been sort of tagging regularly for just over a year now, and while they were you know putting on really good performances, they haven't won that many matches really. I mean, if you take out the bravados, I mean, who have they actually beaten? I'm not. Have they actually beaten anybody apart from the Bravados? I'm not, I'm not really sure. I mean, they might have beaten CNC once, I think maybe. Mm.
1: But um, they had a lot yeah, of you know really impressive performances, and they just never got yeah. that big win. And then they just next thing you know they split them up.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's you know it was the wrong decision to split them up in the first place. But I think it would have it would have meant more if they'd had been you know given another six months, give them a few high profile wins, maybe give them another title match where they do really well. I think that that would give the match more significance, more importance. Whereas, you know, these two guys have been tagging for just over a year, and now that they're splitting up. I just, I think mean, that would have given the match a bit more, um, sort of override the uh, the storyline thing. But uh, I think we just have to hope for for a good match, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll deliver that and not go overkill with it. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: John, any last uh, thoughts to share on the main event?
0: Uh, no, Steven pretty much covered everything I was going to say as long as they don't go overkill with like the false finishes and kickouts at the end Just you know for the sake of having a in. Mm. if the match doesn't go 40 45 minutes if they keep it, you know half that time 20 25 minutes They'll be plenty. I think the match would you know, it's going to be a good match despite the weird weird build-up So, you know overall, I'm
1: quite looking forward to this. I mean you know, there's a couple of matches that maybe, you know, won't be the greatest matches you've ever seen. It won't be amazing. But, you know, the card itself is pretty solid, and especially for only $10, you're not going to find better value for money anywhere else in wrestling, as, you know, Adam Cole said last week. And it's such a good price, and there are some fantastic matches on the card. So if you haven't ordered it yet, I'd definitely recommend it. And uh, we, we don't get paid to say this. I'm honest, I'm being honest here. This is just my genuine opinion. I definitely think it's worth it. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Stephen, what's your sort of overall recap of the show itself?
2: Um, I think on paper, it, as you said, it's, it looks solid without looking, you know, spectacular. But mm. I think a lot of the time when the cars look solid, they they do deliver. So, um, Death yeah. for the
1: yeah. was a good example of that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think well, we just yeah, when the main event was the only match that was announced, I think a lot of people just were just thinking, oh, this is going to be awful and this is going to be terrible, but. I think a lot of the matches that have been uh, been announced. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the TV title match, the tag title match. I'm sure uh, Jacobs and Steen will will steal the show, and even the um, Amazing Red and TJP against the House of Truth. Mm. You know, I'm looking forward to that. And fair, even even in the uh, the other two, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing ANX back together. And uh, as I said earlier, you know. I'm sort of, uh, you know, I'm intrigued to see how, how Homicide looks after being out for quite a while. So I think every single match has something to sort of look forward to. Maybe a few of them, you know, maybe aren't, you know, they're not going to be fantastic matches and people aren't going to be sort of ordering to see them. But I think they'll complement the rest of the matches well. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to quite a solid show. And as you said, for you know, for ten dollars, I mean, it's it's ridiculously cheap, isn't it, for such mm. you know good wrestling? So uh, yeah. I think you'd be foolish to sort of miss out on it. John, and
1: what's your sort of overall thoughts?
0: Yeah, on paper it looks like a good solid show. You know, not you know, not the level of show, you know, like the like not like, you know, the best level show. You know, it's not It's not what you know, you'd
1: expect the... for the tenth anniversary, which you you know, you'd think would be a much bigger show than it's been sort
0: yeah, yeah, built but to be. But... Yeah, but, but even so it still looks like a you know, good, solid show on yeah. you know, paper and it's a show that, you know, I think it's gonna deliver like like you said, every time it looks just like a you know, a solid show like this one—it always kind of, I guess, that like, goes above and beyond expectations. And you know, I, I think it—it guess... it,
1: it works in the show's favor that your expectations aren't set ridiculously high. That perhaps they were for Final Battle.
2: Yeah, I think that—that that was the main thing with Final Battle that people were, were expecting a lot from uh, from quite a lot of the matches, and maybe some of them, while being good, just didn't deliver to people's expectations. So. You know, as we mentioned Death Before the Sun, I mean had no title matches on it yet still, in my opinion, was, you know, a pretty solid show and mm. I think that even even say I preferred Death Before the Sun into final battle and that obviously had the uh, three title matches and the, the massive builder from the T V show. So uh, um yeah, I mean I think sometimes R H cards can be deceiving and uh, as I said, I think every single match has something to uh, sort of look forward to and has something unique. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah so that wraps up uh, this week's show episode 24 we hope you enjoyed it and um, be sure to share any feedback on the show on our forum uh rhworld.com slash forum you can tweet us at rh underscore world or you can go on our facebook wall facebook.com slash rhworld and uh, be sure to head to the forum uh, during the event because there'll be live discussion going on during the show with uh lots of other ring of honor fans and uh, Head to the show, uh, f- show head to the forum and uh, share your predictions. I think we allow predictions up until an hour before it starts. Is that right, Stephen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah so you've got plenty of time to come and uh, share your predictions on who you think is going to win all the matches. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's available this Sunday, March 4th, for only $10 on uh, GoFootLive.tv. And uh, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me to preview the show. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me.
1: And we will see you all next week when we'll be reviewing the pay-per-view with uh, special guest Macklin uh, who will be live in attendance in New New York who was also with us in our post-final battle show and uh, we'll be sure to give you a rundown of all the matches and share our opinions on uh, how it turned out. So uh, thank you for listening and we will see you all next week.